Welcome to our month-long podcast series, Conversations with Women, in recognition of Women's History Month. I'm Erin Weber, President and Managing Director of Littler Mendelssohn, and I'm joined today by my friend and fellow shareholder, Zoe Argento, from Littler's Denver office. Zoe focuses her practice on workplace privacy and information security. Before joining us here at Littler, Zoe was a professor at Roger Williams University School of Law and taught privacy, intellectual property, and torts. She also practiced in the area of privacy and data security in a large Boston law firm after clerking in the United States District Court for the District of Rhode Island. Perhaps my favorite part of Zoe's bio is this. After college, she served as an officer in the US Navy for four years. And during the pandemic, as she shepherded her own children through a new normal, Zoe wrote a children's book called Isolation Island, the proceeds of which are being donated to Feeding America, which is the country's largest hunger relief organization. Zoe, thank you for your service to our country, to our community, and thank you for joining us here today during this Women's History Month to chat about the impacts of the pandemic on women in the workforce. Thank you, it's my pleasure to join you. Zoe, we've seen all the facts and the statistics. Women have borne the brunt of care responsibilities as schools have closed and family members have fallen ill. They're at greater risk of domestic violence and are disproportionately disadvantaged by reduced access to sexual and reproductive health services. Women are more affected by job losses in times of economic instability. In fact, recent statistics show that there are 2.2 million fewer women in the labor force in October 2020 than in October 2019. 48% of Black mothers said the pandemic has had a major impact on them, there's a 9% drop in the labor force consisting of unpartnered mothers, the largest group. Zoe, as someone who has been active in the workforce in many different capacities already in your career, what's your reaction to these statistics? Well, of course, it's very tragic. I mean, this is a loss not only, of course, for women, but a loss to their families in terms of financial security and stability and a loss just generally to the economy, to all of us, to lose these valuable workers and, and all the skills that they provide. I saw a statistic the other day that really surprised me when it discussed that it might take us, you know, five to six years to kind of make up for the losses that we're we're just now talking about. That was really startling to me, you know, as a as a woman in the workforce. I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, I did. And I think that, you know, the, the explanations are for this are, are not should not be surprising to us. I mean, I think, you know, there's the economic explanation that women tend to be disproportionately in the, the industries that have been affected by the pandemic, you know, hospitality and, and retail. But from what I've read, you know, three quarters of the explanation for it are these societal barriers to women that women take the primary responsibility for the domestic work in the household. And so I think a lot of women, and certainly women I know, have been in the circumstance where, you know, they have to decide between keeping their job and their career, and um, at the same time, you know, leaving their children unsupervised or inadequately supervised, trying to do remote schooling with, you know, no, no one to really help them do that on all these complicated technical platforms, you know, maybe also leaving a vulnerable person at home that then they're going to be going, you know, the woman is going to be going out into the workplace and potentially bringing COVID home too. And so for a lot of women, that's not really a choice, I think, you know, they, they're going to protect, you know, their loved ones, even if it means losing their job and career. You're absolutely right. I was just reading an article the other day that talked about, it was interviewing a woman who was in the service industry and 
the interviewer was talking to her about, you know, do you realize how much more at risk you are? And she's like, I don't have a choice, right? I have to put food on the table. So I, I think you're right. Tell us, Zoe, a little bit about, you know, what you've experienced as a working mother and attorney throughout this pandemic. I mean, you know, a lot of us have been balancing this some better than others. Um, how's it gone for you? Yeah, so I've been in a very privileged position, I think, relatively speaking, and it has still been very challenging, certainly for me. So, you know, my husband and I both have good and we're very fortunate to have good but, but demanding jobs. And I have a very good job. I work at Littler. <laughs> but, you know, we also have three children, two in elementary school and one in preschool. So starting in March last year, uh, elementary school closed and we pulled the youngest out of preschool and they haven't gone back to in-person school since. So I'm in the fortunate position, you know, that I could have hired someone to help, but I wanted to protect my mother and, and parents-in-law. Uh, my mother-in-law in particular lives alone and moved 2,000 miles to live a few blocks from us to be closer to us a few years ago. And I didn't want to cut her off and isolate her, but that meant that we had to act as if we were also vulnerable late 70-somethings. And, and as a result, I was unwilling to hire someone in the house. So that meant managing childcare and remote schooling, which I'm certainly not unique, I think, in finding that it was just this incredibly complicated technical and substantive challenge to try to make sure my, my kids were learning something decent. At the same time, you know, work for both my, my husband and myself went into hyperdrive. I was just facing a tsunami of, of questions from clients about COVID. And of course, I, I wanted to help them with. So, you know, it just felt like every day was was mission impossible, except that, you know, there wasn't the part where, you know, it's if you choose to accept it part, it was <laughs> just mission impossible. And so uh, I, I went, got by on a, a lot less sleep. I would say I'm still getting by on a lot less sleep. I love that analogy. You're exactly right. No one asked us if we wanted to accept the challenge. And I, you know, I think that really summarizes in a very good way how a lot of us have been feeling, right? You just do it. <laughs> you just jump in and get it done. And not that any of it has been easy. What have you found personally to be the biggest challenges? I mean, you just listed some of them, but in balancing all that, what have you found to be perhaps the most challenging? I think actually the remote schooling has been the most challenging. And I have to say, you know, I'd like to think I've always had a lot of respect for, for teachers, but now I'm, I'm just frankly in awe of them. It is so hard. And, um, you know, then I think additionally from the parental's perspective, I'm dealing with, I think I counted up, it was eight different platforms that I'm getting information from the school on, you know, their assignments and what they're supposed to be doing and just trying to piece that together and then help my children learn has been a job in itself and, and you know, not an easy job, <laughs> quite a demanding job. So I, I think that's really surprised and impressed me. I couldn't agree more. I've never had so much respect for teachers. I grew up the daughter of a teacher. Of math. My mom was a math teacher and I've, I had no appreciation until <laughs> this. I had appreciation, but not to the degree that I, that I should have until I was doing some of it on my own, not nearly uh, as well as, as they do. Has anything surprised you, you know, about these challenges that we've been talking about? Or have you, you know, learned anything about yourself as we've gone through this, uh, these last almost 12 months now? I think I've surprised myself by how much I can get done on little sleep. <laughs> uh, new, new surprises there. Um, I think also one thing I've found is helpful is at the end of the day, instead of beating myself up for what I haven't done is just to take a moment and just think about what I have done that day. And I think also that's helpful from a prioritization standpoint is, you know, that I didn't get everything done, but there were, you know, three or four really big things that I did get done. 
and just try to remember that for a moment. That's a really great point. And if you're like me, sometimes you just don't even take the time or, or really have the time to take that moment to think about all the things you've gotten done. So I think that's some really good advice. You know, as you know, here at Littler, we've really made a concerted and intentional effort to assist our working mothers and our our women lawyers uh, during this. You know, we've begun our parenting initiative. We've had several outreach efforts and and offerings with regard to uh, mental health and wellness, and, and and try to keep you know refreshing those opportunities as. I think our needs and the stress changes somehow, you know, as we go month to month and and deeper into this. Do you, having gotten to this point a year in now, uh, Zoe, what are your thoughts on other things that women can do really together to help lift each other up as we move toward recovery? I mean, even as we, I think, see reasons for optimism and signs of hope, as we've discussed, these numbers, unfortunately, and statistics are likely going to stick with us for a while. And so I think this lifting up personally is going to last long past any kind of return to normalcy. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Well, I think it's important to try to give other people that you work with some flexibility, especially if you're in a position of of leadership, which I'm fortunate to be in at this point. Um, And and not just women, but also men, right? Because I, I think there's a lot of tendency to say to the women, oh, well, you should have time to go home and help your family, but not the men, which then leaves the women carrying everything. So it's important to recognize that for everybody and um, give them that flexibility to the extent it can be balanced with you know, the, the obligations of at work. But another point I think of a lot is that um, I think sometimes women want to be kind of perceived as, as the duck, you know, um, floating along in the water very gracefully and, and, you know, not showing that their feet are paddling frantically below them. And I think it's, helpful for women to share, you know, the challenges that they're having and also, you know, tips and tricks that are, they're using to somehow manage all this and to be open about that because we can all help each other instead of trying to pretend, you know, that we're on top of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And in all these conversations, both with uh, colleagues and clients in the past few months, I- I've learned a lot, right, from from my colleagues. And I haven't run into too many folks yet who uh, who I think really believe they're pulling off that whole <laughs> graceful float without any kind of frantic fluttering underneath. Zoe, I mentioned earlier that you wrote a book during the pandemic. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and what motivated you to take on that project. Yeah, sure. So I think my kids, like like many kids, have struggled a lot with social distancing and just feeling lonely and frustrated and isolated. And I was seeing that in ways that they were kind of acting out and um, having trouble kind of talking with them about it because kids are, are terrible, I think, about talking about their emotions. And so I had kind of a brainwave one night when I was sitting with my daughter and she was complaining about her stomach aches again, which the pediatrician said are probably just anxiety. And so I just started telling her this story about how, you know, once upon a time, uh, a little girl looked out her window and she saw that all the houses in her neighborhood were cracking apart and making islands. And pretty soon everyone had to live on their own islands. And so she was fascinated by this and started listening to this. And so then I started telling a bunch of other stories and it really seemed to help. And so I thought, you know, I should just put this down and um, maybe be helpful to other people. So that's what I did. And I'm using it to raise money for um, for hunger relief. But I, I think it is helpful for kids to talk about things in time, kind of graphic terms that are maybe a bit removed from what's actually happening so that then they can process these ideas in a way that seems a bit more safe. 
but also helps them to come to terms with how they're feeling. I'm grateful for you because I'm not as creative. And so I just got your book and read it to my son as opposed to having to make any of it up. So thank you for doing that. It was really, really a great project. So we really appreciate, you know, you being here with us. Any final thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap this up? Uh, just that I'm so delighted that we seem to be getting toward the end of this. And I hope that the pandemic, at least with the vaccines, I certainly know a number of people who've gotten their vaccinations already. But just I think also to remember that the lessons we've learned from this and um, to be mindful of how you know the challenges at home are, are affecting people at work and to help people you know to be successful, uh, especially so we, that we don't lose um, just wonderful contributors in the workplace that you know, make a huge difference for all of us. Yeah, I think that's a great summary. So thank you so much for sharing your time and thoughts with us. To everyone out there listening, take care of yourselves, be kind, uh, stay strong, and as Zoe has said, keep lifting each other up. Thanks everyone, and stay tuned for more conversations with women throughout the month.